If you woke up angry, you should be. But don't be angry at the wrong person. Instead of saying, well, Cody, a real fan would have never put that stuff out there. I challenge you to turn around, look in the mirror, and ask yourself, do I really love O-State? Do I want what's best for O-State? Or am I a fan of Gundy that's too attached and too afraid of the past? You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You could be anywhere, so happy you choose to be here. Find us on every single podcasting platform, as well as visually on YouTube. Find me personally on Twitter, at All Day O State. Today, we're partially brought to you by Game Time. Last-minute tickets have never been easier and never been better, and there's no need for you to stress. Unless you're an Oklahoma State fan, then then there's there's cause for concern. There's reasons to be stressed out. I, I completely get it. And is this a, a, a black eye, you know, bad look? Well, technically, yes. Yes, it is. But now that the dust from yesterday is kind of somewhat settled and everyone's has some time to digest the crap storm that we currently find ourselves in, let's just make something clear. I don't like this any more than you do. And you know, for, for everyone telling me that I should be ashamed and embarrassed and disgusted and that I should apologize, I do actually apologize. I apologize for not putting the stuff out faster. You think me putting this stuff out is damaging? It makes Oklahoma State look bad? It makes Mike Gundy look bad? It hurts recruiting? It damages our commits? It hurts Mike Gundy's legacy? That's a big negative, Ghost Rider. You want to talk about what makes Oklahoma State and Gundy look this bad. It's it's him. I didn't I didn't make this. He did this. And they hid this. And the results are last season. And the results are this season. And as far as recruiting commits, all that fun stuff goes, if it wasn't for Brian Nardo, JW Walsh, John Wozniak, Dan Hammerschmidt, Benny Tonga, dudes like that, we wouldn't have the commits we even have now. So if the commits we have now stay, right, it's because of the staff that is already in place that likely should and will remain in place. So this has nothing to do with, with me hurting recruiting or commits or anything. That's inaccurate. Hey, I get it. Not a, not a great look. But I didn't, I didn't do all this. I didn't stand on my ivory tower fresh off the farm to, to show up late or not show up or not give a hoot, not talk to my players, not know who they are. I didn't refuse to acknowledge the NIL era, the transfers. I didn't get too lazy, egotistical, egotistical and complacent in my responsibilities to stop making sure things were running smoothly. I didn't lie, trick, and deceive players to get them here. I'm simply trying to prevent the opposite from continuing to happen anymore. Once again, I don't think that this is a situation where this stuff makes Oklahoma State look completely bad. What makes Oklahoma State look bad is the fact that we're in this position. Sure, exposing a black eye, 
that sh- could have never or should have never even basically come out if Gunny would have just fixed all this stuff. He had plenty of time. He's had ample opportunity to fix this. He did not. He could have fired all the offensive staff last year because it was abysmal. It was an absolute failure. It was a catastrophic nosedive, and he did nothing, said nothing. That's what makes us look bad. What makes us look bad is our lack of Big 12 title trophies. Our lack of recruiting acumen and getting better, our lack of meaningful wins at, at crucial moments in our history. The the horrendously abysmal bedlam record that Gundy never cared about whatsoever. Now, you can say what you want about Les Miles. Was he the greatest coach of all time? No, but he hated OU and he was not bashful about it. So Oklahoma State fans will always have an affinity for Les Miles, primarily for that. We weren't always great. We had some phenomenal dudes, but we didn't have a lot of depth. We didn't have a crap ton of talent. But we knew that we were going to make that thing a war, and he won some of them. Our incessant need to kick field goals at atrocious times, punt at even worse times, and hold on to our timeouts like we get to stack them up for the next game, that's a problem. Like we, we did uh, again this last weekend. We, we drove down the field to kick a field goal, before halftime, which is, yeah, great. That's a new move, right? Good job. But we held on to that daggone timeouts and settled for a field goal once again instead of using the timeouts and maybe getting a field goal. This is normal, unfortunately. And this is indicative of our record versus higher-ranked teams or teams with a better strength of schedule or RPI. Our ability to gundy our way into losses in big moments that is what is a black eye. That is the problem. That's part of the issue with recruiting. We have never, ever, never once finished even or higher in the polls than our peak, ever. Dan Mullen has, Mike Leach has, Bill Snyder has, Cliff Kleiman has, Dave Aranda has, Tom Herman has, Cliff Kingsbury, Ryan Day, Luke Fickle, Matt Campbell. These are all people who have surpassed their peak or tied it at the end of the season. We have never done that, ever, not once. Guys, we beat teams with a higher strength to schedule in RPI like maybe 30% of the time in 18 years. Yes, Gundy wins a lot of games. We have a lot of W's on the boards. He's the greatest coach in the history of Stillwater, Oklahoma. But this fallacy that it can never get better is absolutely preposterous. And quite frankly, let's be real. If you're still saying that Gundy should get another year or two to help guide us back to something possibly you might need to reevaluate what you're more worried about Oklahoma State or Mike Gundy it's it is what it is the, the rebuild is already here this this we're in it we've been in it we just didn't exactly know it but a lot of the players did that's why they left some of the players that were trying to convince guys to leave with them, it wasn't trying to get them to come with them to a school. It was just trying to get them to get out of the situation inside the locker room because they didn't think it was going to get any better. But we're just conditioned, conditioned to back Gundy, right, and blow smoke and fire and venom and flames at anybody and everybody who speaks negatively. The problems are way deeper than just firing some uh, coordinators now. Like, we're past that. We're way past that. 
I mean, which we're going to get to. Uh, but obviously, uh, real quick, ladies and gentlemen, I do have to remind you that if you're looking for, for tickets to an event, you don't have to worry about all the stressors that used to come with it because now you can download the game time. Game time is going to hook you up with last minute tickets on a multitude of events, whether it be sports or music or theater or comedy. They can get you into all of them. And again, you don't have to stress with, with all of the unnecessary planning in advance for months and weeks. It's fast. It's easy to use. And you can view your seat before you purchase the tickets. They have the best price guarantee. And it takes all the guesswork out of buying tickets, right? It has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, even in an up to an hour after the event starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats, find exclusive flash deals, sponsor deals for tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater. With zone deals, you get to pick exception, and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And, and game time guarantees mean that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the GameTime app today, create an account, and use our code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, all one word, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms obviously apply. Uh, and again, just go create that account, redeem that code, LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E, -E -E, for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. So the future is it's murky. Right? We're, 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 we're barely treading, holding our, our head above water. Which, again, it's, it's part of this whole conundrum that we find ourselves in. And I know Weiberg, Chad Weiberg had a very eventful and busy last 20 or 48 hours. I think that's probably good signs. Now, I, I hope, I hope it's not, you know, fire a bunch of coordinators. Because again, guys, we're already in this this whole rebuild mode. We're here. We're in it. We're at ground level. It's like if you want to still keep Gundy around for a, a year or two, even though the players and the former players don't want that to happen and they're not going to stick around and help when it does happen, if it does happen, it's just, it's insane, guys. It's like rebuilding a whole new car, but you're going to keep the same old engine and transmission without, without fixing it, rebuilding it, buying a new one. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, you'll have a pretty gorgeous exterior with maybe some fancy glossed interior as well. It's like putting lipstick on a pig. You're still going to be grinding gears, right? And, and the age-old adage of if you can't find them, grind them, it doesn't work anymore. We've won the uniform battle every game so far. That's pretty cool. I dig it. 
we got these throwback, you know, bad Mama Jenny uniforms, and we're making Bob Fenimore roll over in his grave watching us do this destruction in them, as is Boone Pickens. We have one of the best stadiums and facilities, and not, not only all of college football, but in the Big 12 for sure. But all it's doing is covering up the broken components that are in the engine and transmission that some people want to slap back in this thing. Gundy could have and should have rebuilt the entire car in the offseason. That was his opportunity. He not only didn't, but he refused to do so. It's just further validation that he's so far out of touch with the reality that we're not going to be able to reel him back in, y'all. Instead of fixing the engine, the transmission, the car, all he did was slap a phenomenal orange, America's brightest orange paint on it and threw on some fancy exhaust tips that make it look like it was going to be loud, mean, and nasty just to end up puttering around like a broken-down 400,000-mile four-banger pulled out of an old Honda with that custom fart can sound. How many people are saying, Oh, great, Cody. Yeah, let's just burn it all down to the ground and rebuild. That's real smart, you big old dummy. It's already burnt down. It is already there. We need to wake up and start viewing the common denominator in all of these stories and all of these pieces over all of these years. The common denominator is always Gundy. And instead of treating him like the God that he wants everybody to view him as, we need to be more realistic. He's not. He's, he's not a god. He's the best we've ever had thus far. But would Mike Gunny be this Mike Gunny without Boone Pickens? Without Mike Holder? We don't know. Just like we don't know what it's going to look like after Mike Gundy. We are invested in football. Cad Weiberg is invested. Pokes with a purpose is invested. We're already going so far backwards right here, right now. The idea that people want to hang on to the lunacy of watching it for another year or two, it's, 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 it's done. It's dead. He's the dude that's currently shoving us so far backwards, but further back than Alan Bowman likes to backpedal in the pocket. Mike Gundy is not bigger than Oklahoma State University, and no disrespect again, but if you feel that way, then you're part of the cog in this machine of madness that we have blissfully fallen into. Take the blinders off. Take the earmuffs off. All of the red flags, all of the signs, they've been here. They've been visible. People have tried to tell us but Mike Gundy and his media machine are so powerful that we always eat the company line instead of it's the kid's fault. He's too soft, doesn't want to be here, doesn't like the hard work, doesn't like being challenged, doesn't like being disciplined. That's what we hear. And then we regurgitate it. And we back it up like it's real. And then those players that feel jaded and screwed and didn't necessarily want to leave but felt like they needed to leave for the betterment of themselves those players now pass on the word like, hey, man, don't go to a state. It's, it's, it's not the wonderful presentation. So the future is 
Right now, it's bleak, it's ugly, murky, dirty, nasty, not good. And it's very ironic that the same crowd, right, that wants to keep Gundy is the same crowd that's going to be irritated when 26 dudes bounce off the roster. And then they might be the same people that say, you know what? The roster wasn't that good anyways. Maybe, but why? Why is the roster this way? What's the common denominator? It, it, it really, it's bothersome. Like, I'm personally bothered by the fact that some people are still like, oh, you know, we just need to fire some coordinators and, and, and give Gundy a couple more years. We've been playing with fire. We've been playing with fire for so long. The same fire that our resident fire chief, Mike Gundy, refuses to acknowledge before the Iowa State game, that fire has already burnt things down. So when you rebuild from the ground up, then that's what you do. You don't rebuild on the same burnt down, chipped out, broken foundation. Gundy was hungry, ambitious, and, and wanted to win, wanted to prove people wrong, wanted to make Oklahoma State great. He pretty much did. And then he got too comfy. He got too cozy. He got too cocky. His ego got bigger than his mansion. And this is the result. And so, again, because if anybody thinks that after six, seven years of not being around, not being involved, not doing play calling sheets, not building offensive uh, game plans versus defenses, not doing all that stuff physically, it might be like riding a bike. He might just be able to jump back on the headset and start calling everything and maybe. But you know why we're not going to see that? Because he can't. Too far out of touch. He doesn't know the pulse. He doesn't know the discontentment. He doesn't get it. He doesn't see it. He doesn't realize it. He refuses to acknowledge the situation. So why are we going to keep giving him passes? Why would you want more of this? Because if, if you're in the Gundy needs a couple more years crowd, you cannot be complaining about all of the transfers. You cannot do it. You pick, pick a side, Oklahoma State side or Mike Gundy side? The player side or Mike Gundy side? I don't know about you, but I would love a lot more of the legacies around, constantly, weekly, involved in recruiting, helping get commits, out on the trail, repping the brand. I want all that. But we don't get all that. And we're not going to magically get it anytime soon with Gundy in charge. I don't like it. Guys, I said before the season, I don't think he necessarily should have been fired right away but he should have been put on a one-year deal last year, right? And that way, if this season went the way it's going, exactly how it's going, we had an out. 
because this is, again, unfortunately, it's not new. It's just new news, per se. I hate it. I wanted Gundy to go win another Big 12 title and, and ride off into the sunset 2027, 2028, 2030. I mean, heck, if he'd have given us two Big 12 titles in the next seven, eight years, yeah, sure, give him a 30-year contract. I, don't, I wouldn't argue it. I don't think most people would either. But the contract he has is part of the problem. And we didn't address it. Not on paper. So again, Chad Weiberg is going to be responsible for what direction this next thing goes. Don't let a bag of crap keep getting dropped off at your doorstep and lit on fire, and you stomping it out. It, it just, it's not necessary. There's so many hungry, enthusiastic, energetic coaches all across the world, which we're going to talk about tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to talk about some of the potential opportunities and or options that we could potentially look into that either have right now proven success of rebuilding from the ground up, or somebody that is so young, passionate, and hungry that he's going to work more than everybody else. He's going to sleep in a cot in his office and do what it takes to scheme ways around deficiencies. We don't do that. We're not doing it. We can't magically do it tomorrow. This is where we are. Ignoring it, hiding it, Lying about it, pretending that it's not happening, you're doing a disservice. We're doing a disservice to the players, to the parents, to the coaches, the recruits, the commits, high school coaches. So if anybody's like, oh, this is not good, no, no crap. And Gundy had time to fix it. He had several opportunities to fix it. He chose not to. He slapped everybody in the face with a bunch of double birds by refusing to acknowledge or fix anything. Let's stop living in the madness. Instead of getting a, uh, a bag of crap lit on fire dropped at your doorstep, why don't you try some food, okay? And DoorDash is, is the, <laughs> it's the, it's the place you need to be for the simplicity of life. If you're missing the syrup for your pancakes or you just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer with DoorDash grocery delivery, you can get what you want right when you need it. If you love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door with DoorDash grocery delivery, you can stop up, stock up for the week or order last-minute cravings conveniently. If you burn your last piece of toast or your avocado's gone or your, your bottle of Tabasco, hot sauce, whatever, Cholula's empty, Try the grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. DoorDash is kind of uh, the bee's knees for this stuff, correct? You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites to you, right? Now you can get groceries delivered to you as well. They have easy substitutions right in the app for best built-in customer support. DoorDash delivers groceries exactly when you want it, how you want it. You'll get exactly what you ordered or we'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy the quality groceries just like you picked them up yourself. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order 
up to $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at checkout. Again, that's LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, all one word. It's a limited time offer. Terms apply. But that's 50% off, up to 20 bucks, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery charges on your first order. When you download DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the promo code Locked On College. Don't forget that is promo code Locked On College, all one word, for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Uh, we all know and love DoorDash. Okay. Moving on, the eyes of recruiting. There's still a lot of defensive hope. Still a lot of defensive hope. So, I don't know that that's an area we need to be overly concerned with at the moment. Um, you know, no matter what happens, we we have to find a way to keep J.W. Walsh, Grayson Wallace, John Wozniak, Benny Tonga, you know, Co- 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 Hammerschmidt. And if that happens, then the recruiting's not going to change drastically from what you're seeing right now. The secret is not much of a secret in the high school recruiting world to high school coaches and seven-on-seven coaches and, and, and personal uh, you know, quarterback coaches and things of that nature. They're not pushing their kids to Stillwater, y'all. And it's... Primarily because they know that this is kind of a, a, a Mike Gundy shell, sham, scheme type of thing that visually, aesthetically is very pleasing, but internally it's broken down. So if you want to win back all these high school coaches, especially in the state of Texas that we love, they have to see Oklahoma State be real about being willing to address fix, and change the problems. We have so many players that feel bamboozled, hoodwinked, and deceived, and some of them just, they feel internally, personally guilty that they ignored the advice they got in the summer, and they chose to stay. They chose to come back. They chose to transfer here. The offensive side of the ball, yeah. We've got major issues, but some bright sides in recruiting is Mike Boynton, Oklahoma State basketball coach, currently has a top 10 recruiting class. He's done it before, and it didn't equal results. You know my take. This is the last year of the Mike Boynton show. If we don't win one game at least minimum in the tournament, I, I think really he needs to get to two. This is year seven. He's got some passes because of the NCAA and some of that wonky stuff that screwed him over. He's got passes. He recruits better than almost anybody on campus. We got to see it this year. Because a, a top nine recruiting class with another bottom half of the Big 12 performance ain't going to matter. So he's got to win this year to keep this top 10 recruiting class intact for the next year. We got to see it. But we know you can recruit. You're phenomenal at doing it. Please keep it up. And we are a cross-country school. <laughs> I mean, we've always been phenomenal at cross-country. Right now, the men's team is ranked number one in America. The women's team moved up to number four in America after they both just won their uh, cross-country invitational meets, the Jamboree, this, this previous week. 
So we could have an opportunity for another realistic national title trophy this year. And that's a positive, right? You guys know I love my Positivity Tuesdays. But um, today, I end it with Positivity Tuesday. Okay, but we have to start it with just doses of reality because I'm getting a lot of good feedback. I am, a lot. But I'm also, of course, getting a decent amount of negative and this and that and the other. And it's all right. I spent months putting this stuff together. I didn't like any of it at any point in time. But when my own family, who's had season tickets um, since the mid to late 80s, and my, you know, I've got an aunt that's, you know, have, having some, some health issues. Uh, this is one of the few times that they can still go to games as a family together like they've been doing. We, my family's been meeting up at Hideaway a couple hours before every game for 20-some-odd years. And this, the next, this next season was really going to be one of the last times that everybody could enjoy everything together, right? Because everybody's getting up there. And when I heard of, um, that my family is getting rid of their tickets that they've had since the 80s because they just cannot support what's happening. And this was before I had this conversation with them. That's when I knew it, it, it pulled on that, that string. And I've had several people, several people reach out to me. And either ask me or let me know that they're not renewing their season tickets. Because they don't see anything getting better. They don't see anything happening. They don't see Gunning getting fired. I, I think that we're just so far gone right now that Chad Weiberg knows the pulse. He knows where we're at. He, I think he knows that Gunny's opportunity to do all this, ha-ha, I'm going to fix stuff, was last year. It's done. You're gone. And, uh... So are we. So you are a locked on. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> As always, God bless. Go Pokes. Thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You could be anywhere. So glad you choose to be here. The future can still be bright. The athletic builds and everything, it's still coming. So we got to pump it right and get the right man here. All righty. Later, taters.